Welcome to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. Brought to you by Present Truth Ministry, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. Father, we thank you. We're so excited this morning to just worship, fellowship with the brethren. Thank you, Father God, because I'm anointed to teach your word. Your people are anointed to receive, and our faith is built up together, and we grow into the fullness of the stature of Christ. I'm praying this morning that you would stir our hearts by the Spirit of God, that wisdom is released in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Okay, can I get a better amen? Amen. That's fine. Thank you. We we did a three-part series on the subject of contentment. And one of the things I highlighted in that message is that contentment comes with gratitude. If you are not grateful, you will not be contented. So I told you a story about the man who used to stay by the lake. And then he would say, I wish, and when planes flew past, he would say, oh, I wish I can fly. And then one of these days he got on the, he was, he became a pilot. And every time he flew past the lake, he wished, oh, I could stop flying and just go sit by the lake. And we said that that's life. You want something so hard, and when you get it, you just want something a bit simpler. Alright? You know, there was a time where you wanted to buy all the shoes that, you know, you could find. And you didn't like black or white, because nobody's going to recognize them. So you bought the red ones. Alright? The ones everybody will know you have arrived. You want to just kill the place. And then, when the Lord started prospering you, now you don't want to wear shoes anymore. You just want to wear palm sandals. But then, if they say, wear palm sandals, you say, no, I can't wear palm sandals to church. It hold me. I need to wear shoes. Now you have shoes. You say, you don't want to wear them anymore. And so, if you do not define what's enough for you, your pursuit is never ending. If you do not define what satisfies you, and that must be Christ, your pursuit is never ending. And that's why sometimes, even in the body of Christ, not in the body of Christ, like, but within the Christian faith, you even have, you hear people say, oh, stories, oh, this pastor went there to collect power and all that. What's driving that? It's just because people are not content. Because you want that, oh, if you do a lot of these, then more people will come to the church. It's always good to have more people come to the church. Growth is good. But you have to stay by the rules. You have to stay by the word. You have to teach the truth. And I don't believe that when you teach the truth, your church will not grow. I don't believe that. I don't believe everybody out there wants to listen to a lie. I believe that people are seeking for truth. They just need to hear the opportunity, get the opportunity to hear it. Are you following what I'm saying? And so, your life has to be that of contentment. And I want to highlight something this morning on a lifestyle of gratitude. A lifestyle of gratitude. Now I want to teach some, I mean I just want these messages to be very basic so that we can apply them. Let's go to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. We're going to read a story and I'll just talk about the story gradually. Luke chapter 17 and um, verse 11. Can we, sorry, can we go back to Psalm 100? It's good Bible exercise. Let's go back to Psalm 100 and verse 2. I just want us to put our eyes on the scriptures. Because sometimes 
We get so lazy even to open the Bible. It's just good exercise to flip the pages of scriptures again or the pages of your iPad, whatever you have. And if you're using your phone, make sure the data is not connected. So I don't think you're listening to me and me while we're chatting and enjoying life. I like, oh, this guy is writing everything I'm saying, and you're just telling your friend, don't worry, we will soon close. <laughs> Psalm 100, verse 2. Psalm 100, verse 2. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. This verse of scripture is very short, but it's amazing. Serve the Lord with gladness. That means if you are serving the Lord, it has to come with something. What does it come with? Gladness. Gladness. Come before his presence with singing. It means that it's possible to serve the Lord without gladness. Is it possible to serve the Lord without gladness? Yes, it is. You know, some people are angry with God. The God hasn't given them something they want. And because we serve the Lord with that kind of attitude, we open up ourselves to all kinds of things. One of the things that God was telling them is because you did not serve me with gladness of heart, this and this is going to happen to you. But of course, we know that the sacrifice of Jesus Christ has brought grace to us and thank God for the mercy of God and the grace of God. But we have to make a deliberate choice to serve the Lord with gladness. Let's go to our key scripture now, Luke chapter 17. Read a story from there and then we'll continue the conversation. Luke chapter 17, we're going to read from verse 11 and we're going to stop at verse 18 okay that's fine we can stop at verse 18 Luke chapter 17 a lifestyle of gratitude sometimes as believers the way we have been raised in churches has affected the way we live our life I'll give you two examples number one I'm not someone who believes that there should be a prayer department in church no everybody in church should pray we should have prayer meetings but not prayer department you hear somebody come and say i don't have the gift of intercession i don't have the gift of prayer prayer is not a gift prayer is not a gift prayer is a responsible discipline of the christian faith you get up and decide to pray there's nobody who has the gift of prayer then number two, I'm not in the evangelism department. You should be ashamed if you're a believer you are not winning souls. You sh- it's not something you should be proud about. I don't know how to go out. Who knows how to go out? Did they give birth to one of us and say, yours, your portion is to be going out? No, you choose to. But then, that same person, if he's doing any of this multi-level marketing business, he would not say, I don't know how to go out. Why? Because that's going to bring money. So you're not willing so because you choose not to. Not because you cannot. You have just chosen that you will not do it. Oh, I can't invite people to church. When I tell them come to church, they say I have my own church. Yeah, but if you really want to, you would invite them. So it's a matter of choice. And because we relegated some of these things to departments, somebody now say, what's your ministry? I'm ushering. Don't even repeat it. That's not a ministry. There's only one ministry to the believer. It's called the ministry of reconciliation. 
Promotion is not a ministry. Traffic is not a ministry. That's just something to make sure that we are all organized. Because if, if we come here without an usher, somebody will decide to sit behind there, somebody will decide to sit everywhere will be scattered. It's not a ministry. The believer has only one ministry, and that's the ministry of reconciliation, bringing people into the kingdom. Anything else you do is just something to make sure that we are all organized. So, again, Thanksgiving has been relegated to once a year event. So, so by December, we're going to have our Thanksgiving service. So, what happens between January to December? We can be ungrateful. That's why I call it living a lifestyle of gratitude. What, what that means is that your life, the way you live your life, is full of gratitude every day. Both practically. You can't say, I'm grateful, but it's in my heart. No, it can't just be in your heart. So the concept of, I mean, I, I, some churches are even doing better now. They even do it monthly, which is, which is okay. But listen, gratitude is something you should do daily. Every day you wake up and you can see the sun, you have to be grateful. You can't wait till month end. Once in a while, you should do certain things to show that you're grateful. You shouldn't wait till the end of the year. You shouldn't wait till the first Sunday of every month or the last Sunday of every month. Gratitude is not just an obligation you have to fulfill. It's a way you have to live. So in Luke chapter 17, we find a very interesting story, verse 11 to 18. I hope you'll find it by now. Now it happened, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. I want you to note the two cities, Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten lepers. How many lepers? Ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. Now, they stood afar off because in those days, by the Jewish law, if you touch a leper, you become unclean. So they couldn't come uh, close to Jesus, so they stood afar off. But I want you to notice Samaria and Galilee, because the Samaritans and the Galileans, they had a bit of a quarrel. Because they felt, the, the Galileans felt that the Samaritans were not pure, pure Jews. That's why the disciples were surprised when Jesus was talking to the Samaritan woman. Okay, so they had that bit of, bit of a, a ethnic crisis there. And the Bible was very specific in saying that these people came in from Samaria and Galilee. Now let's go on, verse 13. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said, go show yourself to the priest. And so, now let me pause that to say, the reason Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest, is because in those days, when you are a leper, you were ostracized, you were put away from society. Okay? Now, if you were ever healed of leprosy, you had to go meet the priest, the priest will examine you and certify that you have been free from leprosy. They will not bring you back into the society. So we find something about Jesus, which is very interesting. You know, sometimes as believers, we tend to feel that, oh, because we belong to the kingdom of God, and then we can just disobey all kinds of rules. It's important to honor authority. We see here that Jesus was honoring that authority, which was established. To say, go show yourself to the priest. He could have just said, be cleansed of your leprosy. Come and follow me and be my disciple. But Jesus didn't do that. Your show of power is not how many rules you break. You understand? That you are very powerful. 
And they say, sit here. He say, no. We are the ones that bought the chair. I'm sitting here. It, 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 it doesn't show you are powerful. It just shows that you need to relearn some things. Unlearn and relearn. So we, and I find this interesting that Jesus would say, go show yourself to the priest. So he subjected himself under the Lord. And these are the things we should pick from the life of Jesus. You know, it happens all over our society. Once you are, in quote, a big man, which actually is actually meaning that you are small in your mind, then you don't obey traffic rules anymore. You don't need the traffic lights, a traffic um, officer to obey traffic rules. A believer should be responsible. A child of God should be a responsible citizen of the nation. For instance, you know there is some, something you can do and you will not pay BUC lights. Then you connect it that way. And you say, after all, it is our oil. You are just wicked. That's not the way you should live. Even when there are no laws or no rules, the spirit of Christ in you should govern your approach to issues. The spirit of Christ in you should govern your approach to issues. So, Jesus Christ will find, put himself under the law. He said, go show yourself to the priest. Make sure you get that thing done. Let's go on. It says, and one of them, when he saw, so as it was, verse 14, sorry, so as it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God if you are not planning to resell your Bible you can underline the word returned returned the principle of returning to give thanks that's what I want to emphasize today the principle of returning to give thanks and he fell down on his face at his feet giving him thanks the Bible says, and he was a Samaritan. You know the reason the Bible emphasizes that he was a Samaritan? It's because, listen, this guy was like, hey, maybe the other guys were Jews, and they felt that, hey, he's on desire, he had the right to heal us. You know, you will never be grateful if you always think you have a right to something. Right? Are you still here? Are you together this morning? If you just feel, I deserve it. This man deserves to help me. I remember one lesson my dad taught me, very profound. <laughs> we, then we had like two, three people with cars in the church. and Back, back in church in Warrior, and I was passing with him. And he needed to go somewhere. And I said, why don't you call, you know, when you grow up with any kind of mindset. I said, why don't you call this guy to come carry you? He said, it's not my car, it's his car. The fact that he's a member of the church doesn't mean that I have rights over him. If I need him, I need to go and ask him. And that was surprising to me because I've also been around pastors who just call. Hello? Where are you? Come, 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 come. Daddy wants to see you. Come, come, come. He wouldn't even ask you if you're busy. And then if you don't show up, they're angry. No. If I think that you must be here this morning, then when I see you here, I'm not grateful. Because I feel it's my right that you show up. Whenever you live 
with a sense of entitlement, you might never find gratitude. Your husband can give you something to go to the market and you feel, it's this wool. What is going to be your response? This is not enough. Cow has gone up. But if you look at it from another perspective, you can say, oh, thank you so much for what you've given me. If we live with a sense of ingratitude, we will take our spouse for granted. Yeah, we'll take our spouse for granted. Well, I mean, some of these things I'm trying to practice also. Right? One of, when, I, when God began to teach me this, one of the things I do is every time my wife finishes cooking and I finish eating, I'll say thank you for the food. Pastor, what does that do to you? I'm obeying the word. I don't know what it does to me. I'm just obeying the word. To be grateful. To return with thanksgiving. Because you know what? The day she doesn't cook, what's going to happen? You're going to get angry. And that's what everybody's going to hear. This woman, after how much I paid, how much did you pay? 2950 kobo. That was back then in 1982 where money was money. Thank you. Money is no longer money now. And you feel that sense. This woman has to do this. This woman has to do this. And before you know, instead of having a lifestyle of gratitude, you have a lifestyle of ingratitude. How many of you have ever felt so good that someone came back to tell you thank you for helping me? You know how you feel. That's how others feel when you go back to say thank you. You know, we had these ladies gathering we used to do and I stopped for a while. And then some of the ladies from other churches sent a text and like, oh, the meeting was such a blessing. Why don't you do it again and everything? So I was telling my wife, I, I don't fall ladies gathering. And nobody ever shows up to say, Pastor, thank you, we're blessed by the word. And then I stop and everybody say, let's do it. It was a blessing. Oh, oh, fine. So finally, thank you. I'm not saying after service now, just me tell like, Pastor, you're the best preacher in the world. That's a lie. <laughs> Gratitude is not flattery. It's just saying thank you for what you've done. Only one return. So what happened to the other nine? It shows us something very simple that in life very few people actually are grateful. Very few people are grateful. Because they do not return. Returning is a conscious act to say, hey, I've been healed. But I'm not going to just go and rejoice and talk about my healing. This healing came from somewhere. from somewhere. Someone was the source of this healing. So Jesus answered and said, Were they not ten cleans, but where are the nine? And it's amazing that Jesus, I mean, reading this story, you know, I can put something so deep, but I'm just looking at the life of Jesus. It's amazing Jesus was conscious that nine did not come back. If the nine comes back, are they going to add more anointing to the life of Jesus? No. But why was Jesus conscious of it? He just said, hey, if there are ten of you, where are the other nine? If we, ask, if we look at our lives today, where are we going to fit in? Among the nine or the one who returned? And listen to this, Thanksgiving here was not about money. It's good to also thank God with your money. You can even only say thank you. You should thank God with your resource. 
But here wasn't about resources, right? Here was about a conscious, deliberate act to come back and say, thank you, Lord. Were there, were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? That's I told you to note the difference between Samaria and Galilee. Obviously, the Galileans felt it was our right. He's a Jew like us. He's our brother. Why won't he help us? He's a pastor. I'm a member of the church. Why won't they help us? If you go to the book of Acts, the offering, they shared it among themselves. None was lacking. Go back to the book of Acts. This is Bonnie Island. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> you know, we all have that. Like, it's all right. It's my church. And what that does to us is that even when you receive help from the church, you're not grateful. You feel like, ah, they said there's no money. Look at the chairs. See chairs. I know how much you tell of the chairs. I'm going to price it. Who sent you? Just because you want to find a reason to be ungrateful. When you look at the world, you can find a reason to be grateful or you can find a reason to be ungrateful. What you're looking for is what you'll get. One of the lessons my dad taught me very early in life. He says, hey, son, God is called you into ministry. You're a pastor. You have to look up to God as a source of your supply. But whatever the people you minister to give to you, always be grateful. Because it's their choice and they can choose not to. I mean, it's God's word for you to bless the man who preaches you. But at the same time, you can choose not to obey it. I mean, there's nothing there. It's your choice. So I remember, <laughs> very funny lesson. I learned a lot of things from my dad. Grateful, grateful for his life. So I remember this day we used to do pastors' appreciation day. Every October is actually pastors' appreciation month globally. So they, we used to do a day where we just honor dad in the Warri Church. So I remember this particular Sunday, they gave dad, I was assisting him, they gave dad all these wonderful gifts. And so somebody bought stockings for me. <laughs> I, I wasn't grateful actually. <laughs> Like even if you want to buy something, buy something that when I wear, people can see. Not stockings that I will not even have to cover. It's inside the shoe. Do you understand what I'm saying? Just buy something nice. So after the service, I went home. So he said, uh, "You didn't mention what they bought for you." I said, "No, it's just the stockings." Oh man, the man took me up. You said stockings is just, <laughs> and my dad is that deliberate. You stockings. The man who brought stockings for you, you said it's just stockings, no problem. So you go to him now, to his house, and tell him thank you, that you are very grateful, that God bless him. I mean, you know, Isaac said, give me food that my soul will bless you. That means, <laughs> give me something that will generate that prayer. You know, but this prayer now is like a prayer they have written for you. Like you go there and say these words after me in the name of Jesus, you are blessed. But that taught me a profound lesson. And the thing in that whole lesson was something my dad said. This man of his own choice went to buy this for you. And he says, what you're grateful for is not what he got for you. What you're grateful for is the thoughts about you. That someone calls you and is a blessing to you simply means they were thinking of you. It's not the size, but it's the thoughts. Are you following what I'm saying? 
And in life, because I, I, want to, I want to draw something here. I want to draw something here. Jesus was peculiar, particular about those who did not return. And it's in the scriptures for a reason. That once in a while, we must consciously turn back and say, Hey, Father, I'm grateful. And this is my sign of gratitude. And he said, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. And what I found interesting is this. Jesus didn't say this to the other, the other nine. So obviously, this was a greater blessing. What does that tell me? There are things that people with gratitude will experience that things the other nine will not experience. There's something about gratitude. Like I said, this is not a very deep theological message. But it's just a basic reminder of the things that make life happen. You, you shouldn't only be grateful to God. In this particular story, we found Jesus performing the miracle. But in our lives today, we found out that God is using men to be of a blessing to us. You must be grateful to them. Don't say, ah, I don't, you know, people say all kinds of things. I, I don't know how to put it. Whether I respect, I fear, I don't fear my, I fear only God, I respect my. You know, when you start saying all those things, there's something wrong in your heart. It's true. That's why you, anything that you have to use a parable to, to, to affirm and not scriptures, there's just something wrong. Today, the Lord Jesus appears to us in the form of men. It means that the number one way we can be grateful to God is to be grateful to men. Because God said to us, if you cannot love your brother who you see, how can you say you love God? It means that if you cannot be grateful to the gift of the people around you, how can you say you love God? Very simple. You cannot just only be grateful to God in church. Church is core in your life, is your spiritual life, but church is not just the only thing that made you who you are. I challenge you this morning to take a step and return and be grateful to your parents. And call them. Say thank you. So why are you thanking me? Hello, I just want to thank you for all your sacrifice in raising us. It won't cost you money. It just costs you a sense of gratitude. I mean, I practice this. And one of the things I told my wife yesterday, I mean, I've said, said it many times, but after studying this and the Lord showing me this, you know, you don't prepare messages to preach. You just preach out of what the Lord is teaching you. I went to her and said, thank you for supporting us. Just supporting me for the work of the ministry. Because I know many wives that wouldn't support their husband. You know, when a man is a pastor, he says, hey, what's your husband doing? He, say, he, he said he is called into the ministry. You, you understand his statement? He said he is called into the ministry. That's, he said he is called. Meaning that the woman is not sure. <laughs> and where's your husband? He has gone to his church. This pastor's wife says that he has gone to his church. And you know, I can only have peace to do what I'm doing if I have peace at home. Are you grateful for your spouse? 
Have you gone back to say thank you? For getting married to me. Someone say, oh no, if he has not married me, there was this boy that was working in Sheldon that wanted to marry you. We were not sure. He wanted to, but he didn't. <laughs> Are you grateful to your pastors? It's easy to say, ah, oh, don't mind men of God, don't mind them, it's about money. Ah, money, 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 money. In those days when church was church, the one that we have found out that is, in, is not about money, have you consciously returned to say thank you for standing by the truth? The one that you know is not about money. Have you consciously gone back to say, hey, I know you're not in this thing for money, but I just want to bless you. It's easy to see the ones that are about money that can make us withdraw every form of support. But after, don't send me a message after this. Don't send me a text after this message. And I'm serious about it. But it's, is, it, is, is it possible also that after getting blessed by a message, you could just send a text and say thank you. The word was a blessing. It won't cost you money. Maybe, maybe two naira or three naira. It's something you can afford. You don't have to practice it after this one. But you can from next Sunday. No, I do this. Sometimes I watch a good message on television. And, I, and I'm waiting till the end to send an email to that ministry to say thank you for preaching the word on truth on earth. Because it's easy to see things that everybody's preaching. Ah, this one is selling this. When I found the one that's not selling, I just return to say thank you. Don't say, I'm grateful to God in my heart. You can only be grateful to God as you're grateful to the people God had used. And if your gratitude is just only in church, it's not complete. Because it's not only church that made you. Maybe you were struggling with mathematics in school and this teacher showed up and made mathematics easy for you. Now you're a mechanical engineer. There's nothing wrong in looking for that teacher's number. Send him some offering. And when you say this is for what? Just tell him thank you for teaching me mathematics. Return back to give the glory. Some of you at a point in your life were almost homeless and someone took you in. Why don't you call them after service today and say, I just want to thank you. And be very specific. Why are you, what's, uh, what's happening? I just want to thank you. Because at this point in my life, when you allowed me in your home, it was critical. Maybe your first set of interview, you didn't have good clothes. And someone borrowed your clothes. It's time to return. It's not at the end of the year. Say, hey, Father, to you all be all the glory. Before you got to the end of the year, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, and October, God used people to shape your life. And I want us to be a church that is grateful. Learn to say thank you. It's amazing that we have to teach these things again. But the height of ungratefulness is alarming in the body of Christ. I remember one time I, would, I needed to help someone within the local church. He was going back to school. So, maybe we'll give him like 10,000. And I saw the reaction on his face. Like, you can't build this church and give me 10,000. You know, it's like almost like a business. They do the evaluation. This church, this roof, 
like 2M. This place like 4M. If they want to help me, at least 300. That's their level. <laughs> so I saw the reaction on his face. The man was saying, this is not enough. Pastor, add something. <laughs> so I sat him down in the office and I had to explain to him what that 10,000 means. What it means is that people went to work from 6 o'clock in the morning to 7 o'clock at night. What that 10,000 means is that these people have families, they have friends, they have uncles, they have aunties, they have dependents, home and abroad. They have wives, they have children, they have children's fees. What that 10,000 means is that they chose to obey God and give an offering and give a tithe. That's what that 10,000 means. Part A. Part B, what that 10,000 means is that as a pastor, called into the ministry, I had the option to work, and God said no, and I started pastoring, and I left where I was born, where I grew up, where I feel safe, came here to plant the church. What that 10,000 means is that I had to spend time studying, praying, trusting God, and doing whatever I needed to do, and these people were honest enough and believed in the call of God on my life enough that they chose to take the, he said pastor I understand I said no you don't understand yet we have to explain the mystery of this 10,000 they chose to give in the midst of their pressing needs to honor God I chose to receive which is the easiest part of it <laughs> and then in the midst of our building you are not the only member of the church in the midst of our building in the midst of all the things we have to do in church, we pay staff salaries, keep the lights on, do everything, we also chose to give you this 10,000. That is the life history of this 10,000. Can you hold it with more honor? What about if people always think that way towards any act of mercy? They will be grateful. Are you understand what I'm saying? You have a husband who is responsible taking care of the home. Be grateful. Ah, Pastor, this is right. I have known some people who have chosen not to exercise that right. They walked away from it and there's nothing you can do. Countless of them. Like, this, you are your children, you will feed yourself. I'm not marrying again. You will go to hell, no problem. I want to spend the rest of my life with the devil. What will you do? Nothing. They'll just walk away. Probably if we would give more thoughts to our life, we'll be more grateful. Because discontent is what leads to ingratitude. So today I want to challenge you. As we are planning for Christmas. I know some of you don't play with Christmas. <laughs> Glory to God, the birthday of Jesus. <laughs> Amazing celebration of birthdays, eh? Instead of saving for knockouts and bangards, save up some money and return to thank some people. Maybe a different set of people you have been thanking. Maybe this is time to think about your teachers. Maybe this is time to think about that your one friend who shared his plate of food with you all the time you were hungry. Oh, Pastor Boy has a good job. No. Jesus did not need whatever the thanksgiving is. 
Thanksgiving is not because the person is in need. It's because it's a way, it's a right way to live. Maybe it's time to even send a text to the pastor who got you born again. And maybe it's time to even choose to honor him. It's like, hey pastor, the salvation I have in Christ today was because you led me to Christ. Maybe that your friend that preached to you that made you to give your life to Christ and stop drinking and stop all the things you're doing. Probably if you were drinking by now, you wouldn't be where you are. Maybe you should call him and thank him specifically for that. What about the person who gave you the books you read? That opened up his library to you? What about the man who chose to mentor you when nobody did? So what I want you to do this Sunday morning is to take a stock of all those that have helped you up until this point. Go back, do it. Write, open a book, write the names, write the names. And consciously thank them and tick them off. The ones you don't remember, ask the Lord to help you. But if somebody really helped you, you remember them, except you choose to, forgive, to forget them. We are quick to talk about the people who hurt us, who broke our hearts. We don't talk about the ones who mended it. Maybe your heart was broken and shattered. And I think that's why Jesus Christ said, I've come to heal the broken hearted. Because you know there will be so many people with broken hearts. Your heart was broken in university, chattered. You couldn't find your heart again. You were absolutely living without heart. You were heartless. <laughs> and then this man showed up in the midst of the brokenness and chose and heartlessness <laughs> and chose to marry you. Maybe you should thank him. Maybe you should thank him. Maybe you should just be grateful that you are married. Should. Don't wait till the wedding anniversary Because then Even if you forget You will just do it Maybe it's time to be more grateful That instead of looking at this year like Oh God, the year is coming to an end Put the angels on double engine Fire, acceleration 24 hour miracle, last minute miracle 11 hour midnight miracle Last, last seconds, calm down Maybe it's time to forget about last minute miracle Maybe it's time to take a journey backwards instead of a journey forward. A journey backwards in gratitude. Maybe it's time to say, hey, instead of going forward to enjoy this healing, I'm going to pause and I'm going to walk back my life and look at those who helped me. And I'm going to point out to them. You know, I, I sent the chairs of this picture to my dad uh, when we set them up yesterday. And he said, oh wow, that's wonderful. And I said, I want to thank you, sir, for giving me the opportunity to be a pastor. And every time something amazing happens in my life, maybe I go to another country to preach, I see some miracles happening. Every time I return from a mission trip, the first person I send a text to my parents, I want to thank you for the way you raised me. Maybe people come and say, oh, thank God you're so, you know, doing so well in ministry. And I'm like, hey, probably if my father was of a different kind, I wouldn't be preaching what I'm preaching right now. So every time you see the sign of increase, always look back at the source and be grateful. Do we all agree that we need to take a journey backwards? So instead of saying, hey, 24 hour, before December, God will surprise you. Like, no, don't hold the surprise. We can handle that in 2018. Let's take a journey back. 
and be grateful. The first thing I want us to start with is as we go back home today, let's be grateful to our spouse. You can practice that. And you know, sometimes when you go back home and say, my dear, thank you for getting married to me. See, that church you are going to keep going there. Where's your pastor? I need to put my account on the screen because I'm believing God that when some of you start doing this, oh, your husbands are going to call me like, Pastor, you are a real man of God. Like, thank you, Jesus. Finally, you have passed. But maybe we just want to be a bit more grateful to our spouse. Maybe we want to be a, a bit more grateful to those around us. Probably this could even change if you just go and thank your manager. I said, I just want to thank you for being a manager. I know things are not easy. But I want to thank you. I know that would be surprising. Like, why are you thanking me? Do you need anything? Say, no, I just want to thank you. Maybe the professor that supervised your project, that made sure you finished your project on time, maybe it's time to call. And you say, thank you for helping me with my project. Maybe that typist, who everybody was paying 15 naira, and you didn't have money, he agreed to type your project for you for 30 naira. Maybe it's time you go back and thank him. And in preparing this message, I remember my principal. His name is Sajedi Oko. Wonderful man. After one particular exam, I had like maybe I had a couple of A, B's and C's in GS2. He called me to the office. I was, I was the best student there. He called me to the office and wrote on my report card, the maximum you can be a straight A student. I didn't understand just to what do I understand by straight A. So I went to him and said, sir, I don't understand what you said. He said, see, you can always have A's in all your subjects. That thing, you know what it means if your principal, that, I mean, this is a government school, so you're not saying 10 per class. You know, we count in hundreds in government school. We don't do 10 per class. I mean, out of the hundreds of students in the school, you are scared of your principal. It's not now that you greet your principal. Hey! You know, now you can tell a principal, what's up? Your people are saying, what's up? I'll check your WhatsApp. I mean, I'm telling you about, you're growing up in a village where if you see your principal coming from afar, and you're on the road, you will run. Your principal must not see that your church is not talking. Do you understand? And out of the midst of hundreds of students, he calls you and says, you can be a straight A student. You know what that did to my mind? Number one, he told me I was brilliant. Number two, he told me my, my teacher believed in me. My head, my principal believed in me. Number three, he told me that it's possible. And that's exactly what happened in my work. That's what took me through school. And I can trace my academic excellence from that handwritten note from my principal. If the principal had written, you are a very, very foolish, dull and stupid student. God will have mercy on you. Amen. Do you know what would have happened? You know what would have happened? Probably I won't be doing what I'm doing now. So if I want to thank God that I went to school and I graduated well, who do I thank? I thank my principal whom God used. What I'm telling you tonight, this morning, I don't know why preachers say tonight, like everywhere is always like, <laughs> and I, what I'm telling you today, <laughs> today is God used people. Be grateful to people. That's how you become grateful to God. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you this morning.
And Lord, we repent of a lifestyle of ingratitude. We repent of things we have taken for granted. We repent of relationships that we have walked away from. Because they were helping, but they stopped helping. We repent for the things we have taken for granted. And I'm asking Father God this morning that you help us to cultivate a heart of gratitude. And Lord, I want to thank you for everyone you've brought into this church. I want to thank you for their generosity. I want to thank you for bringing them here to be part of this family. And Lord, we're grateful for every single one here. And I'm praying Father God this morning. Thank you, Lord. That you would, by the Spirit of Christ, impart to us the Spirit of gratitude. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you for listening to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would also like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng or call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.